0: the website for this show is livestreamstars.tv and that's where you can find uh links from today's show, you can see future guests, watch replays, all that good stuff. And uh, I also want to mention that this show will be uh off the next 2 weeks. This is nothing to do with the announcement from Blab about not prioritizing talk shows anymore. Um this is something I I schedule way ahead, Mm -hmm. so this is something I had planned for months. Um, This show is actually booked out uh, all the way into December, so I definitely plan on continuing either here or somewhere else or both. Um, But uh, we will be back uh, June thirteenth. It's a Monday, seven p.m. with John Capos, uh, better known as Mm -hmm. Chocolate Johnny. So. Um, I definitely have a lot to look forward to uh, continuing the show here or elsewhere. Um, And now let's meet today's guest. Kathy Hackle is an Emmy-nominated broadcaster. She's moved into the world of live streaming, active on Periscope, Facebook Live. She's the former director and co-founder of the Periscope Community Summit, Summit Live. Kathy's also a top 50 PR influencer, uh, head of Hispanic marketing at Boom Social a blogger at Huffington post and, uh, pretty much name a TV network. I think, uh, Kathy's been on it at one point or another. So, um, it's, it's great to have, um, you know, I've had a few people on who've done, you know, uh, primarily been in, in traditional broadcasting, if you'd call it that, and then moved into, uh, the live streaming, live video world. Um, give us a little bit of your background, uh, in television and then your transition to, to live streaming.
1: Thank you, Ross. First of all, thank you for having me. I'm such oh, a pleasure. Thank it's so great so to much. have you on. It's an honor. Thank you. And you are too kind. Thanks for that <laughs> intro. <laughs> that makes me blush. Um, well, yeah, I started off, I, I started <laughs> off in wanting to be a journalist. I wanted to be a broadcast journalist. Video had always been my thing, what I was in love with. Um, so that's what I went to school for. And then I just transitioned into, you know, I've worked with uh, CNN, ABC News, Discovery Channel, you name it. I've, I've worked with a lot of different media, a lot of different um, old media, let's call them. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and uh, you know, and I can definitely tell you some stories about that. But then uh, I eventually transitioned into p- public relations. Uh, I made a big change. It was right after uh, I was nominated for an Emmy. Um, I didn't get the Emmy. And then eventually I said, you know, I want to change. I feel like I want to do something else. And I switched over to PR at the perfect time, to be honest. Um, and then it's just been the transition between public relations and now social media, and then this amazing thing that's happened over the last one, you know, one and a half years, which is live video, which has changed many of our lives. To be honest, so
0: yeah. So tell me, uh, what, what was the Emmy that you were nominated for?
1: Um, I did coverage. There were huge in two thousand six. There were uh, pretty big immigration marches pro-immigration marches in um, in Atlanta. And I was working for, it was kind of a strange, it was a joint venture, it was a, a Spanish language channel uh, based out of the Fox 5 office. Uh, so it was kind of some type of investment that Fox had, uh, but it was a separate name. Uh, so I did stuff for Fox 5 local station in Atlanta, I did stuff for the Spanish channel, and I did coverage for both of them, English and Spanish. And the Spanish channel got nominated for M E for great coverage top 25 market coverage so it was uh, quite an honor you know to kind of get nominated and everything so i get to, i get to Yay, use that i get to use you know emmy nominated so
0: <laughs> for the rest of your life you can use mm-hmm. that uh, you know now that um youtube videos i think have been added to the emmy category you know you could go for an emmy either live streaming on youtube live or producing a video so it's all comes back around again right? it's
1: exciting it does i mean i already have ideas in my head of things i want to do uh related to that i mean because i know you know there is going to be obviously that entertainment component to it but also a news component or a storytelling component of some of some uh, of some sort so um that definitely i've got definitely tons of ideas in my head of what that could be from a you know from a live video perspective so
0: Right, right. How much time have you spent on this platform? I know you you're you're on Facebook Live a lot. Um I know you're you're pretty big on Periscope. What how much have you used Blab or not used Blab?
1: Um I got on Blab like day 3. That <laughs> is fairly new. Okay. Um and I mean I I um I try to Blab once a week. I mean, I I've, I've got a show with a friend of mine called uh The Digital Dish. We just started it. It's fairly new. It's not as robust mm-hmm. as yours or anything. Um, so we just started it, you know, who knows if we're going to stay here or migrate, or I don't know what's going to happen, but that's a topic for, I guess, another conversation. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I've been on Blab, (laughs) I've been invited to Blabs. I've been, uh, I've done even, even when I was doing, when I was the director of Periscope Summit, um, Periscope Community Summit, I even had to do some crisis communications on Blab, uh, to manage situations that were going on. So. It's been, it's been interesting. It's definitely been interesting. Um, so it's, it's definitely one of my favorite platforms. I enjoy the collaboration. I know a lot of people for a lot of people, this is their favorite.
0: Yeah. This is my absolute favorite net social network that's ever been created. Um, Although the people at Blab might not think that I feel that way because I've been scrambling around trying to figure out what's going on and what the future will hold. Um, You know, we talk in a lot of these shows. um, We've talked about, you know, what the guest thinks of different platforms and, you know, speculating on what's to come and and so forth. Um, But it's no longer really a just a theoretical exercise anymore for a lot of the folks here who are part of this community on blab either watching this show or they're on you know they have their own show later tonight or what have you um what do you think um about blab's decision to no longer focus on press a button host the talk show but it's just kind of a place to hang out and don't expect it to have sort of the tools or stability you need for hosting talk shows. What did you What did you make of that?
1: It was a little sad, to be honest. To me, it was a little mm-hmm. sad. I mean, um, I had reached out to someone uh, last week and I said, hey, can you let me know what's going on? And they hadn't really heard anything. And then everything came out, you know, with, with they're changing. They launched Bebo, Um, They really weren't going to support, you know, support broadcasters. I think it's kind of sad. This was a perfect, perfect place. But I understand... I understand from a business perspective uh why they're doing that, so um and I see someone here saying, oh, they're turn- turning it into a you now. I think they want to compete with you <laughs> now through Bevo, to be honest, um uh, yeah, so
0: do you think it's it's a matter of how complex it is to get two to four streams of video? in sync and on camera and delivered, which, you know, I, I admit I don't understand. And it's, you know, they made it so easy for the user that it's easy to to kind of underestimate what they have to do. Or do you think it's more that this is such a niche platform uh, in terms of like the talk show format and whatever, and they, they just don't see like a mass audience for that?
1: I don't know. This is the thing because I see I've seen so many influencers on Blab that that is like a missed opportunity in some sense, because I'm sure that people would have paid, uh, you know, to be on this platform. So it's interesting. I think it's a missed opportunity. Uh, I mean, I think that it's, they're trying to monetize. They have, you know, they, they're, they're backed by VCs and everything. And they just, you know, I think it's a monetary decision. They're trying to go after the younger crowd and, you know, unfortunately, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's,
0: yeah, I don't know if that crowd's coming here though, even if they do go that way. I mean, I don't know. maybe, I don't know. I mean, charging a little more, like you said, and going after the content creators would have been a way. There's
1: so many influencers that love up, but, this platform. I mean, I remember Social Media Marketing Week. I mean, Sean was there. There was a whole session on Blab, it was packed. I mean, I don't, I don't know.
0: Right, right. <laughs> Do you I mean, do you think that there's another platform that's um, working on recreating, you know, working on creating this? Or do you think this just isn't something they feel has mass appeal? I know right now it seems like YouTube, Facebook, they're all like worried about Snapchat. Right. And coming up with their own messenger, you know, and making it better and all that. Do you think one of those channels or Periscope or somebody will come up with a way to put two to four people side by side in boxes? Or you think this is. This is not what we're going to see much of for a while. Facebook,
1: again. forget it. It's in the works. People, don't don't even yeah, don't even wait. Like, yeah, I mean, so I once again, I can't blame Blab. I mean, you can't compete right in some way, shape, or form with someone you know with with, with Facebook. I mean, and and, and and Ross to this point, and I was talking to Mitch earlier today, and I said, I love Periscope. I, that's where I started. That's kind of my where I was catapulted into what I'm doing now. But I, after this weekend, after Chewbacca Mom, I'm sorry, but the massive amount, the, the, the capability of reach of video, Facebook Live video, was proved this weekend with Chewbacca Mom. I mean, 100, right, I don't even right. know how many, how many 100 plus million views at this point. You know, it, wow. I don't know of any Periscope video that has that kind of reach. So,
0: So you think that people here who are searching now for new, platform new technology things like that will eventually be able to just go to facebook live turn on their camera and be side by side with somebody like you doing an interview or do you think that's way off
1: no i think it's going to happen i think you're going to be able to do these sorts of things on facebook live i mean they want the content they want the they want us to become publishers on their platform people go people get their news from facebook mean there's plenty of articles that that tell tell you that you know they get their news either on twitter or facebook they don't really go to the new york times or you know especially the younger folks lots of them get their news from snapchat for god's sakes so right (laughs) it's kind of funny (laughs) but if you have a discovery the cnn feed or whatever that's what they're getting their news so um you know, so I, I think that is this is I mean Facebook is gonna implement something similar. There's um Spaces. I think I downloaded that last week. I haven't really played around with it, but it's called Spaces. That's a Google um a Google platform that was launched last week. Um I haven't really tried it out. It is, you know, Google. So um but yeah, it's kind of similar. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but that's it's called Spaces, and mm. you can create like um different topics and 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 it's kind of like similar to Blab in some way. I mean, I, I still have to experiment with it. It's called. It says, "Welcome to Spaces. Create a space to talk about anything." So um, I could see something like that happening here. I mean, I don't know.
0: Hmm. Oh wow. Is it is it only mobile or can you do it from a from a desktop? Good
1: question. I have it on mobile. Uh, I tend to be mostly mobile, the, like Blab. I'm going to check yeah, it out. Blab, that. I use on my desktop for sure, but. Um, I I downloaded that on my on my mobile. So I'm not saying go there and like do it. But I'm saying this is one of the things I've seen that could be an option. So
0: do you think that um, even these type of shows will eventually be all done on mobile or because like a lot of people who are kind of blab, I I don't blab purists or whatever were, you know, feel like that when people, when they try and do an interview and two people are walking around and it's distracting and the, the feed come, cuts in and out and stuff, that there's something that kind of more focuses on the discussion when people are sort of sitting at a desk or on, on, a, on a laptop or what what have you. Um, do you think eventually the quality of mobile will be so good that we'll all be just, you know, just plop our mobile on a tripod and there we go and it'll be as good, better than what we have here right now
1: (laughs) definitely i mean we're moving towards mobile only not mobile first mobile only Mm -hmm. i don't say this it's gary vaynerchuk that says this i mean that's where we're going the newer generation lives here they're digital natives purely digital natives and this is where they consume either here or tablet so uh that's where they're consuming their content so if you want to eventually reach those audiences you're gonna have to cater to them on mobile so
0: right right and what, like, from what you've seen watching Periscopes, watching Blabs and different things, what do you think are some of the easiest things that content creators can do to upgrade the level of either their content, their video, their presentation? What are you seeing that you go, oh, God, if I could just tell that person to stop that or do this a little bit differently, boy, they'd, they'd be so much so much easier to watch.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I mean, there's tricks and things like lighting. Obviously, I don't have the best lighting right now, but... Light, I've got my diva, my Diva light back there, though. <laughs> so it's back there. <laughs> and it's not in front. But, uh, you know, there's tricks, obviously, the tripod, the lighting. Those sorts of things are great. I mean, but I think if your content is solid, if you have good content, people are going to watch you and people are going to like you. And that's what's important. It, to me, it really doesn't matter what you look like. To me, it you know, it right, really matters right. the type of content you're producing. If it's of value to me, I will come and watch it. Um, so one of those things, I mean. Um, definitely, I mean, I think engagement is very important. Um, that's one of the things I tell brands. It's like, try to find a way to engage. I know that you can't engage as a brand like I do with my viewers, because it's me engaging mm-hmm. with them and I have really personal relationships with a lot of them. So I know that you can't answer every comment, but you can eventually go back and answer comments or you know, take questions like some brands are doing. So I think that type of engagement within the live video platform is important. I don't want to just watch you talk, talk, you know, talk at me. I want to talk to you. So. Um,
0: right. You. And that's why we love this platform, right? Because it's a conversation and um, of course it has such a great chat that's integrated into it that, and, and the community feature and all that. And it'll be interesting to see how Facebook live is able to kind of recreate that if they try and recreate the chat. Cause right now, it's it's their chats more like periscopes chat mm-hmm. kind of It's just there's not a lot of interactivity it's not easy for the host to interact while yeah. while speaking we're here using it on a on a laptop i can be typing in the in the chat box and 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 communicate back and forth and read the the comments more easily while still keeping the conversation going so that that's something i'm, I'm interested in in, in seeing mm-hmm. um in terms of in terms of brands um to what extent do you think they understand the potential of live streaming or to what extent maybe doesn't live streaming have the potential that some influences uh, you know, want to believe that it does have? Where, where are we with, with live streaming and, and the business use cases?
1: Okay, I think that there was a, there were a lot of skeptics last year, definitely a lot of skeptics uh, when I started off and they were like, eh, you know it's just a shiny object. Live video is not going anywhere. I mean Facebook's putting right. lots of money behind it. Twitter is going out, you know, that it's not going anywhere. Uh, We're seeing the, and personally, I write a lot about this for Huffington Post, I'm writing for Social Media Week. We're seeing the true integration of social media and television. This is true interactive television that we're starting to see, or true interactive, whatever you want to call it, social TV or whatever it is. So that's one of the things we're seeing. Um, I also think that, you know, some brands are pretty guarded there's still a lack of education i think for some brands they are still scared they're not sure how to handle it Uh, i do think that one of the greatest things i've seen is how journalism has embraced live video Mm -hmm. you know how journalists have embraced live video either on periscope facebook you name it the way it's starting to be used because they really a lot of the times journalists are the ones that are at the forefront i mean and even from, a, and I don't want to get into this because it's a different topic, but even with virtual reality, my my interest in virtual reality is from an education standpoint. And I have contacts at you know at uh, UNC Chapel Hill, contacts at um, uh, up in the Northeast that are teaching, guys, folks that are teaching this to journalism students. Virtual reality is a way right. to storytell. tell. So um, look at what journalism is doing. That's what I always tell guys, people, like look at what journalists are doing. They're at the forefront of how to storytell. And if you see how they're embracing live video, you're going to see that they're really starting to get it. Not everyone gets it right okay? But I think that they're you know it's a great example.
0: And I think one of the great things that journalists do that that isn't broadcast on TV, but if you follow the TV channel's website mm-hmm. or Facebook um, Facebook feed or what have you, is sure, they do traditional coverage of, say, a political event or whatever on the inside. But then they go outside with their cell phone and Facebook live the crowd and you get a whole different perspective or talk one on one with protesters or show you what people are chanting or saying or what they feel. And you you get a whole different um, view of it than you can than you can compress into a, a, a 30 second to one minute mm-hmm. uh, story on the on the subject right
1: And this was extremely clear to me last year there was a, one of my favorite periscope videos ever i think it was like july of last year uh there was a journalist a tampa journalist um co- at a children's hospital and he was covering for his tv channel uh the this little child five-year-old kid who had spina bifida had never walked and he was there covering him getting these special braces that would make him walk for the first time. Okay, so cameramen are all there. You're going to see a f- package on the five o'clock shows, five o'clock news, you know, you're going to see that. But he was there live. And I'm sitting there in front of my computer, I, my phone actually at that point, and, um, And just watching this little kid take his first steps in his whole life and watching his family, that was one of the points where I said, okay, this is changing. This is changing the way we're consuming things. It's that immediacy. It's that closeness. It's that authenticity where I'm actually there with that family, you know? So, of course, I got teary eyed, you know? (laughs) So, but it was, yeah, it's so powerful. It's so powerful. I was there with that family experiencing this. Whereas, yeah, I would have watched in the five o'clock news and I would have been like, okay, cool. I mean, I would have been like, oh, great. (gasps) So happy. But it was a different, completely different feel. So
0: so now this makes me think of a, a case where a lot of people probably experience live video or maybe not live video, but it's portrayed as live video is when they do the political debates. Right. Mm-hmm. And they say, oh, well, we have our partner is Google or our partner is Facebook. And we're going to take a question from Facebook. And it's so not a good way that, that 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 you're using live streaming. You're sitting there like it's like, OK, we partnered with Facebook, so we have to take this question we're not taking it because we're watching a, a feed that's live and we saw a great question come in that we hadn't had on our li- like this is what i love about like a live show is that i see people put things in the in the chat box that i hadn't thought of and it's like okay i can bring that right into the discussion but when they show like using these tools in a political debate which is probably the first time a lot of people maybe experience them. it's so forced it's like okay now we're going to go to facebook and ask the same question that we could have gotten from any audience member at any time that we (laughs) pre-screened whatever that always kills me
1: (laughs) no i totally agree i mean it's not good use of the platform it's just like seriously um i posted an article about the new york times gawker wrote a really good article about three things that were wrong with the pitch meeting at the new york i think it was the new york times um, they were sitting, the editors are sitting down at an editorial meeting. That's what a pitch meeting is for the folks that don't really right. know that. Um, and they're talking about, you know, the, the reporters are talking to the editor, like, Oh, I want to do a story about this. I think it'd be really interesting. And well, it turns out that, you know what, it wasn't really a, an editorial meeting because the story was already written and it was, it went live even before the meeting. So don't right. feed me right. that. This is not an editorial meeting. You always already have the story. This happens before the fact you know, b- before you actually have something live. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, I think we're going to see some of that, some of that, you know, not good use and everything. But um, I do love, I've got a right. friend who covers the election camp, the election, uh, you know, the election for CNN Español. And one of the things that he does is right before um, interviewing candidates or right before certain things, he will go on Facebook Live. He really uses Facebook Live more so than Periscope. And he will ask folks. Mm-hmm. He'll say, okay, what are the things you want to know? tell me what, what are the questions you want me to ask? Obviously he can't ask all of them, but sometimes people will, po- will post stuff and he's like, wow, that's a great question that I didn't think about. So um, yeah, right. so it's a great, great way for media to source kind of great, you know, great questions as well that people want to know, inquiring minds, you know. Right,
0: know. right. Um- Hey, Elizabeth has a good question here. Does the lack of a quality slick produced video also help with live streaming?
1: I mean, we're it's, it's, it's starting to get better. I mean, you're starting to see a lot of things mm-hmm. that folks are doing on their desktops. And, you know, I ordered my Mi- Mevo or Mevo or whatever it's pronounced, my 4K camera. So I can do really cool right. Facebook live videos, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, if I can produce better content, great. And I think for a brand, that's what they want. They want the better content. They want to be able to, right. know, to have better content. Um, I, I'll give you an example. My friends at Walmart um, reached out to me. What was it? Two weeks ago, they're doing a big campaign in one of the live streaming platforms uh, at the end of this month, and uh, and they asked me, and they said, "Okay, well, uh, what are some of your suggestions for gear? You know, right now." And I said, "Okay, well, these are some of the ideas." So yeah, brands want it to look good. I mean, they. I think they got it. If this is not YouTube. I think they figured that out. But um, the right. production is just going to get better because that's what people want. So,
0: And that's how probably another way, like we talked about earlier, um, ways people can can sort of step up or, or step out from the from from the crowd is even small incremental improvements in the quality of their audio and video and thinking about composition or how long they they want the piece to last or whatever even though it's live there's certain things you can think about ahead of time right that can that can impact um that can impact your 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 broadcast um what what do you find that um some of the big hangups are besides quality for brands when they're sort of asking you, but they're testing the waters and not totally sure if they want to do this. Or not.
1: Controlling the message. I mean, from a PR perspective, right. they're like, I can't control the message. I mean, there's, there's going to be trolls. And if they're hiring an influencer, the influencer can go rogue. So that idea of like not being able to control the message scares, scares the bejesus out of them. Uh, you know, it's hard for them to let go of that control, but I think that slowly we're getting there. We're getting to that point where they're realizing we got to do this. We can't just hold off. Um, I'll give you an example. I was at LinkedIn last July at a conference. Um, and one of the ladies from Ford motor company, social, she was a social media person. I can't remember, but I asked a question, I raised my hand and I talked about, I asked about live video and she said her advice at that point, this is July of last year for brands was to hold off. And I was like, I did a rant on Periscope at the airport. I was like, that is the worst (laughs) advice you could give a brand. I was like, don't hold off, don't listen to this lady. Um, So, you know, so, you know, things are changing. Things are changing, you know, they're all doing, you know, BMW is doing stuff. I mean, Audi is doing stuff. Like it's just, Land Rover did some really cool stuff on live video. So it's all changing. And I'm glad a lot of people didn't listen to her.
0: Are they are they outsourcing that project to influencers, to professional TV broadcasters, or do they have talent in house that that takes that? Like, what do you see? How you see companies are filling those roles and, and getting that done? Because obviously, it's not something a year ago they even thought about, or you know, had the the, the talent in house for.
1: Uh, I've seen a lot of influencers uh, being hired to do stuff. I mean one of my biggest pet peeves is when they were hiring YouTubers to do live video. I said, no, these are YouTubers. They might have huge followings. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying they don't, but I'm saying that if you're a great YouTuber, that doesn't necessarily make you a good live video person. So, um, right. You know, uh, I do think that there's a lot of influencer marketing. I mean, the problem with that is that it's been so new. So brands want people to do stuff for free and you're just like, no uh, folks won't do it for free. And then it's like, okay, how much, how, how much should I charge? And everyone's like, well, this is so new. So there's this, this, you <laughs> know, this give and take kind of thing going on. Um, I mean, I'll tell you, I would, I wouldn't do one for free. No. If you, if you were to hire, right, like right. if brand wants to hire, they had need to pay me. Like I know. I, oh
0: Yeah. Unless they're not planning on, unless they're planning on donating every dime that they ever make to charity, yeah, then I'll do it for free. Right? Or they give me a car. <laughs> right, right, right. You get a car. You get a car. Okay, that's a fair exchange. <laughs>
1: I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, but yeah,
0: I'm <laughs> I'm gonna unlock the seat if anybody yeah, wants yeah. to jump in and and ask Kathy a question directly. Um, Chocolate Johnny agrees um, in terms of difference between YouTubers. A uh, lot like can't live stream. He's seen TV personalities crash and burn. Yeah in live video and how important to the type of shows that that are being done on blab do you think being live is as opposed to like if you and i did this podcast style and then put it on youtube or something i would feel a lot's lost now that i'm used to doing this stuff with a a, you know live people feeding in comments and and it just I just think there's something about that live interaction that even if you would get better quality or you'd produce it more or whatever, I don't think in that case you can replace the live interaction, and that's one thing that an online show right yeah. can offer that that a um you know television network hasn't yet really figured out how to do as well right
1: i think I think the fact that it's live i mean that we've got people watching here live they're spending their time with us. You know,
0: right. It's awesome. It's
1: awesome. Just that. Hey, Jeff Goldberg. Um, you know, the, the fact that um, people are sharing their time with us. They're here listening to us. They're asking questions or participating. Um, that is super valuable. You know, um, and if you have a podcast, it might get lost in the mix. So, right. Definitely. I agree with folks here that live live rules. I mean, so.
0: Right. Right. Talk a little bit about what you're doing with um, Boom Social. You're the head of Hispanic marketing. Um, Talk a little bit about that. I know a lot of people from from broadcasting often end up going into PR and marketing and you've done a pretty good job at both because you were on that pr influencers list and now mm-hmm. now you're doing um a lot of marketing with um boom social just talk about yeah, kind of how you made well, that transition and what you're doing
1: one of the things i'll tell you like i i followed kim garst before i mean i knew who she was and she was like to me like this you know uh she was on a you know she's just unattainable kind of thing um and then through right. live video we became friends we we're like oh we're both in florida we're two hours away and it's just become, she's become a friend and a mentor to me. And um, and we we spoke at uh, a Sony headquarters last year. We both keynoted there with Mari Smith. And um, and w- when we saw, we saw a great opportunity to bring the products, her digital products to the Hispanic market. So basically what I'm doing for my role is um, helping her launch her products in Spanish for, those, for the Spanish speaking audience in the US, Latin America and Spain. So you're going to be seeing lots of news coming from that end. I mean, we love, love, love Kim. She's fantastic. Um, she's a great person, great soul. Um, so, yeah, it's just a huge opportunity to be able to kind of bring this, bring these digital products to uh, the Spanish-speaking market. So that's that's kind of what I right. right. To and you
0: said that's that's the U.S., Latin America, and Spain. Yeah, that and you're, you're is one. Yeah. I mean,
1: there's a Spanish speaker in yeah. China that wants to buy the product by all means. <laughs>
0: Right, right, right. So how big is that market overall?
1: Huge. Huge. It's uh, right, I believe right. if I'm not wrong and I I could be wrong, but it's the second uh, most spoken language in the world after Chinese. There's more people more people that speak Spanish than English actually as their first wow. language. Um so it's a huge market. It's untapped. Lots of people are, you know, and if you look at news in the Hispanic market, people are racing to kind of try to tap into those dollars and tap into that market. And um, right, right. The way we see it is is a huge service to the entrepreneurial and the business community to say, Hey, these are some amazing tools that you should be using. Um, Right. Right. Yeah.
0: That's great. That's great. If anybody wants to jump in with a question for Kathy, please do Um, see is unlocked or if you'd rather stay off the camera, you can throw your questions into the chat box.
1: Come on, brave souls. Um, yeah
0: so tell me about live video campus um you're the founder of live video campus
1: well yeah actually live video i don't know if they're still here Um uh, my friend dion's actually spearheading that right now i i took a step oh, okay. back to be honest because i just had a baby uh she is two mm-hmm. weeks old so oh. um, yeah so that's that really kind of has has changed a lot of things you know i don't have a lot of time so um yeah so it's it's been, uh, it's been interesting, but she's spearheading it. So I don't know if she, if Dion, if you are here if you want to jump in and, and say something, that'd be great. But the whole idea is to bring uh, education to brands, um, education to brands on live video, so that they understand um, how to, how to use it and what to do. So, and I see Jenny Q calling me a wonder woman. I love you. <laughs> Thank you, Jenny Q. <laughs> Everyone's like, what are you doing? Did you just have a baby? I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't mean I can't be on black. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> my baby's fine. She's over there. If she cries. I'll go feed her. I mean, she's I, she's name? not alone. I, my mom's here, and I've got a nanny. so I'm not a you know I'm not a delinquent mom.
0: <laughs> Can you tell us her name? You... Camilla. Camilla. Camilla.
1: Camilla. So yeah, <laughs> and uh, the older folks are like Camilla Parker Bowles. I'm like, no, guys, let's spin this in a positive light. Camilla, like the supermodel, Brazilian supermodel, married to Matthew McConaughey. So I'm like, make it a positive thing. It's not making, you know, <laughs> she like Diana haters. I'm like, no, no, no. She's a good name. Camilla's a good name. Right. <laughs> it doesn't mean a, it's not a bad thing. So, um, yeah. Who's going to jump in here guys. Come on. I see chocolate Johnny. I see Jeff Goldberg, <laughs> Claudia, Jenny Q. Come on. Well,
0: so, um, <laughs> it's so funny. To, you're, you're so uh, enthusiastic. That's awesome. Thank you.
1: Um,
0: So what do you remember what your first live stream was about? Yes.
1: Uh, I was in Spain, and I was teaching my social media class, and I I got the message, Periscope's out, downloaded it like crazy, because I was on Meerkat before that. Mm -hmm. And I went down the streets of Madrid to go get churros, because you're in Spain, and I was just kind of like, I don't know what to do. Let's go get some churros. (laughs) Took folks to my favorite churro place when they make them in front of you. And had it, and it was just really cool. <laughs> so that was my first <laughs> periscope. First, first periscope. Awesome. Periscope.
0: What was your favorite one?
1: What was my favorite periscope that I've done? Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. That's a good question. I mean, I've done some cool stuff with my kids. Um, I, I mean, I've done so many. I can tell you some of my favorite things. Uh, I definitely, sure. uh, the one that I told you about the little child walking, that was one of my favorite things. Um, there was also um, the reporter that was inside North Korea back in May 2015, uh, periscoping, mm-hmm. uh, David Gutenfelder from the New right. York Times. And I took screenshots. I was just baffled. I was like, is that Pyongyang? Is that what it looks like? And just, you know, everyone's right, in right. there, right? Everyone's in there asking, like, they're going to kill you or you're going to die. They're like... At that point, the, the North Korean government had no idea what it was. And he said, uh, the only place that I can do this is from my uh, balcony because I don't have a tour guide or handler. Um, with me and he was showing you what Pyongyang looked like I mean wow so that's definitely one of my favorite favorite things that I've seen I mean there's so much there's so much good stuff there's bad stuff too Um, I've seen lots of stuff I mean good and bad good and bad
0: yeah, Elizabeth says so she streamed a baseball game for her husband this past weekend. Oh. 109 viewers. People wanted to connect. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And Jenny Q mentions that you used to do interviews on Periscope.
1: Yes, I used to have a show called Scope News <laughs> on Sunday nights. I haven't done that in forever, and it used to be lots of fun. I had really cool interviews. I would get lots of viewers on Sunday nights, and um, yeah, it was. A
0: was fun. it an interview in person, or no, how did we, you? No, we used
1: to do it through the- Skype, and you would film your screen.
0: Oh, okay. So you just film the two people side by side on Skype? Yeah, you were just
1: like I would be talking to you, and I would be filming this, and that's what people would see on Periscope. So. um, Oh, okay. I mean, that sounds so old school now, right? It's hilarious.
0: Yeah, it's a good workaround for the for the beginning of Periscope, right? Good
1: workaround (laughs) back in the day. Back in the day, I mean.
0: Right, right.
1: And the funny. So, what uh, do you think? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Or I would do Google Hangouts, and that that way I would just. I would just show folks what's you know on my screen through Google Hangouts, but then I would still have the video, and I would upload it to YouTube afterwards. So,
0: so now that now that Facebook Live is poised to conquer the world, what do you think the future is for Periscope?
1: Uh, I see Periscope moving into full integration with Twitter. I don't care what Kayvon says. I love Kayvon. I just <laughs> think that they are going to be a Twitter Live. I don't think that they're mm-hmm. going to be a standalone app. Um, you know, I really think it's going to be full integration. Uh, and once once we get YouTube Connect or whatever it's going to be called, that's going to be even more of a crazy mix, um, more competition. We're going to see what happens. Um, yeah, and just uh, I'm actually heading over to uh, Facebook in the end of July for uh, I'm, I'm I'm giving a talk there. I'll be at Facebook headquarters oh, okay. there. So huge, huge for me to be able to do that um, and just you know be able to. Kind Can
0: of- you ask them to buy Blab or? <laughs> come up with the setup a little faster so that it doesn't affect (laughs) our show schedule here
1: you know i wish someone would buy blab because it's a great platform i mean there's lots lots of um that's some amazing stuff here so yeah
0: (laughs) yeah love the experimentation people are using elizabeth says uh with streaming never seen the fail fast method embrace so (laughs) fast
1: (laughs) we've all all we've all had you know oopsies when we live streamed like
0: so yeah oh, speaking oh. of that like this is the great thing I love about a live audience so yeah. that that feeds the next question perfectly what's the biggest fail you saw on live streaming so far gosh I mean and know, I'm not talking about like somebody driving off a cliff no, holding no. the, the I mean, I've seen people phone. I'm talking about like
1: phones. I've seen people <laughs> um, <laughs> you know things of that nature just uh, think they're filming oh you know what I remember I remember one of the first ones this is back in the day. Mark K. Mark K from the Mark K Show. Do you know who he is? Lots of folks here probably know Mark K. He's a, a DJ in uh, Jacksonville and he did a lot of uh, live streaming at the beginning. Um, he still does it. He's really good on Snapchat though. Fantastic. Um, so Mark um, was live streaming <laughs> in his car back in the day before, you know, before a lot of stuff. And, uh, and he didn't realize that his phone wasn't pointed at him. His phone was pointing at his, cr- at his crotch. Um, <laughs> so oh, he's God. live video and all you can see is his scrunch, like his jeans, you know, not the actual <laughs> thing. But he right, right. and, and um, <laughs> and it was just kind of like, mark k hey, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, it was really weird, <laughs> really weird. Stuff. Right. So yeah, wow. shout out to Yeah, <laughs> that. that was funny. That was funny.
0: Jenny Q asks, "Do you see any other platform creating a blab competitor specifically for broadcasters?"
1: Uh, I I mentioned I think Facebook Live is going to have some sort of group interaction. Um, There's spaces that Google launched um, during their conference uh, last week. Mm -hmm. I don't know the capability of it. I still have to play with it. So we'll see. They
0: didn't really talk about that in their keynote, right? They talked about a couple.
1: Duo, hello, this, that. It's like spaces. I'm like, okay, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Oh,
0: Okay. Yeah. (laughs) It shows how that's, again, it's the messaging stuff that they're really, everybody's so Mm -hmm. focused on, right? (laughs) The messaging and sharing photos and things like that. Chocolate Johnny says he fell off the forklift and nearly went off a cliff (gasps) scoping about his first year. Oh,
1: no, Chocolate Johnny. I'm glad you're still here.
0: Oh, Claudia is calling in!
1: Yay! And we've got a question. A today. second.
0: Yeah, which of the live interactive platforms are best suited for brands from Live Video Campus?
1: Um. Hey, Claudia. Hey, Claudia. What's up, girl? Hey. hey. <laughs> Hearts above. <buzzer. laughs> Here,
2: <Heart's a beer.
1: laughs>
2: right. <laughs> um. <laughs> so nice to meet you, Kathy. It was great. Uh, I met you this morning kind of virtually uh, on Mitch and Jen's show.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we're, uh, yeah, I'm glad you're here. Awesome. And we connected on, uh, we connected on Facebook and then on Twitter. So there you go. Yeah, power exactly.
2: social. Exactly. Latinas unite. <laughs>
1: <Power>. <laughs> I'm all about awesome.
2: the power of Latina girl. So we're good. Awesome. Well, I'm in the middle of a move. We're We're moving actually to Calgary, Alberta. Um, in Vancouver, Canada, right now, yeah, and it's just been like crazy all day today. And here, I mean, all around us is boxes. It's nuts. But anyways, Ross, it's so good to stay.
0: Connected. Great to see you.
2: I know, yeah. I know. You're like follow me on Facebook. I love it. <laughs> Kathy,
1: you're heading to Chile. Yes, I'm. I'm doing. am doing a speaking a speaking tour in Latin America. This fall, awesome. I'm doing Mexico City. I'm doing Puerto Rico, Chile, and there's another one I cannot remember Brazil. So Brazil, yeah, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. I loved what you had to say this morning
2: with the Hispanic market. Ah, uh, yeah, it's it's incredible how um, people ask me that all the time. You know, are, are Latinos like not on social media? It's like, are you kidding me? They they live with their cell phones, right?
1: I mean, this is what they do, but Facebook is a big thing definitely um, there's actually lots yeah. of data out there that shows that uh, Hispanic youth are actually uh, more connected than some of the other um, youth out there so it's it's pretty interesting
2: yeah i I'm really interested to know um, just your thoughts on because with the immigrants in North America, you know that' I've come from you know different parts like I'm from Chile. You know, but I grew up in Canada, lived in the States for five years. And, you know, so you've got your first generation Latinos and your second and your third. Right. So Mm -hmm. with live streaming, uh, that's like an area that um, I don't think they've all really
1: tapped into yet. No, they haven't. They haven't. And and I see the power of live video, uh, like I said in, in the morning when Mark Zuckerberg was in Barcelona. And he yeah. gave a whole talk about Facebook Live and everything as a new way to communicate. I mean, I can see that as a great way to stay connected with your family outside the country. I mean, I've got tons of family in Costa Rica, for example. Um, and when I do live videos of my children, I get a lot of people coming in and doing it because of that. Because they, it's a chance yeah. for them to see their kids do stuff. He mentioned that. He mentioned about his daughter, Max. He said being able to share the first steps. We never share Max's first steps with family. And yeah. uh, oh, we lost, we lost oh. Ross. He come back, come back, Ross. Um, We're on. <laughs> so um, I'll stay here while he comes back. So he's yeah. coming back. I see. Um, but yeah, I see it as a great way to communicate, you know, and uh, and a lot of great way to uh, mobilize folks as well, you know, from a from a voting perspective. I want to get political. I'm not going to go there. But I'm saying it's also going to be great for something like that. So
0: hey.
2: What, hey you, God, go? you, yeah, and, great you know, most most uh, millennial, let You know, this younger generation. Yeah, I I my, I mean, my internet connection. Hey, you're it's back. Not, uh,
0: <laughs> let's not blame Blab for that. So
2: that was me this morning when Mitch said, "You know, jump on." I'm like, "You don't want me to jump on because I'll be on and then I'll be on in two seconds." But um, yeah, Kathy, the the younger generation of Hispanics, I mean, they're they're embracing social media and all that. And but how to educate, especially the, the brands, the corporate brands that are still in the old mode, you know, how do we how do we not
1: entice them
2: but how can we uh let them know that there's a lot of value in this
1: and and Uh, you know it's the way things are going the research you show them the marketing dollars that are behind it and that they could tap into and i mean money makes the world go round unfortunately so you know unless you show brands that there's gonna be some type of roi for them Mm -hmm. um they're not gonna go for it you know if you that's you right. know, and people always when I say it's the second language, second uh, most spoken language, they're like, "What?" I'm like, yeah, for real. <laughs> for real, more people speak Spanish than they do English. Yeah, so it is.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I you know I was amazed. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm fluent in in, in English, and my español is is muy bueno, pero un poquito Spanglish. You know, every once in a while, I throw in the English words in there. Um, But I remember uh, when I did my first media tour um, out in Florida, you know, that organization I was telling you about, like, honestly, um, I had gone with an entertainment industry um, guru, if you would, as well, um, who only speaks English. But he went there because he wanted to tap into the Hispanic market. I had no friggin' idea how, how, tight that whole world is, oh, yeah. the whole media, Hispanic world is. And I mean, you walked in, you know, every television station, every radio station in the Hispanic world there, and you literally went from booth to booth to booth to booth. I mean, unbelievable. So it's almost like familia, but
1: it tight. is. I mean, I know. So it's <laughs> in like the, the media, media world. world. It's really weird, uh, but yes. And <laughs> it's kind of like that. It's really funny because yeah. yeah, I mean, I know lots of my people are <laughs> Univision or at CNN Espanol yeah. and then a lot of folks in the West Coast. New York, the bigger markets, exactly, the yeah. Hispanic marketing, the possibility yeah. of of that, you know, uh, seven degrees yeah. of separation or whatever you want to call it, is yeah, six it's, six like degrees of it's like Bacon, yeah.
0: Right? <laughs> six yes. degrees of Kevin Bacon, right?
1: six degrees <laughs> of degrees, yeah, six yeah. Kevin Bacon, <laughs> right? We should play yes. like six degrees of Ross Brand because yes. Ross is it's super so expensive too. He's like interviewing everyone,
2: so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You know, I know, uh, I personally know a lot of talent that, you know, they've produced a book, let's say, or, or an English album, or they're, you know, an English uh, keynote speaker, and they love the Hispanic world. And they're going, how do I tap into that? So in other words, going the other way, how, how to best position them to Well, impact that's why I think Hispanic Kim, world. Is,
1: Kim is extremely smart. I mean, Kim's not going to go and learn Spanish. I mean, she could. Um, but, um, she realized when, when I said, Hey, Hey, I see Nathan is also in here. Hey Nate. Um, hey, you know, Nathan. uh, <laughs> the fact that I said, I, you know, I want to, I want to launch something in the Hispanic market and eventually said, well, why don't we just partner and do it together? You know, I've got, I've got the street cred, it's yeah. it, you know, kind of thing. So I've got this street and the uh, language. So why not? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Be, it's got to be a smart yeah. partnership, of course, you know. Um, so why not go with someone yeah. that's going to be able to tap into that market for you and do it in a very smart way? Because if if it's just mm-hmm. like I like I said this morning, and Ross, uh, you weren't there, but I said, you know, you just don't translate something. You have to adapt it to right. for it to be widely understood among all these Spanish speakers, among different ways of speaking, different, you know, variations of words. You have to make it as broad as you can for the appeal. Mm-hmm. So not just translation, I mean that bothers me. When I just see someone like translating yeah. something and giving it to me, I'm like, no, no. No, no, no. Yeah. They
2: don't understand that you gotta be part of la like cultura, part of the, you know, unless you get some of that in you, or like you said, partnering with somebody like you that has the the street credit <laughs> the authenticity of
1: latinaness you know um you're you're really just kind yeah, of yeah and, and ross I just, I was talking about right? how i have a friend that calls me the triple threat and i'm like why do you say that and she's like i said i'm not j yeah. you know i don't dance <laughs> sing, and act she's like no girl but you got you know us latinos you lived in spain so you know spain and you know, you know latin america i'm like. you make total sense, I am the triple threat. (laughs) So I'm not J-Lo, but from a Latin American from a Spanish speaking perspective, I kind of understand the three different markets that are in play. So it's, it's yeah. (laughs) So I'm the J-Lo, I'm the J-Lo Hispanic marketing. (laughs) You are, you're like (laughs) the social media (laughs) J-Lo. I love it. I'll I'll get you. I'll get okay, you yeah. well, um, girl, dancing on this album. Yeah. How's that? If, if I can get fat, like Glam Squad, to do something yeah. for me, hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> hilarious. Uh, well, you know it. It's been great being on here with you guys, Kathy. Um, it's just it's so awesome to connect con otra Latina y vamos a la fuerza. And, um, yeah, certainly we'll be backing you up, all over, and and, uh, thank you. Yes, I'm excited. We're actually um, spending some time in, um, in, I don't know if you know Canada very well, but in the West Coast, we've got the Rocky Mountains. So in between British Columbia and Alberta, we've got the Rocky Mountains, and we're um, spending some time in Alberta and Lake Louise, so I'm really looking forward to that. It's actually super beautiful. So, well, and congratulations you. on your baby. Your <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Ross. Well, I'm going to be probably offline from shows. I'm taking right. a little vacay, but we'll see you when we get back.
0: Thanks, Claudia.
2: Okay, adios for now.
0: Oh, Bye. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, um, if I
1: can dance with Jayla, I'll do it. Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> here's a question from Australia. Wow. So, you guys trans... As if you transcribe YouTube videos in Spanish and English or
1: um, well I, I, I wrote to him and I said I do my videos in English and in Spanish oh it there it depends. is okay
0: so you yeah. do you um, do all your videos in both
1: yeah it's, it's got to, for me it's got to be native it's got to be if I'm do something in English I'm doing English I'm doing something in Spanish I'll do Spanish sometimes I'll do bilingual and um you might have noticed on my Facebook I post in both languages sometimes um so so yeah I mean I, I think you know, once again, like if you're going to be reaching out to the Hispanic market for this to the Spanish speaking market outside mm-hmm. the U.S. And it's got to be in their native language. So
0: it also asks um, best way to have multi-language option on a WordPress website.
1: Ah, uh, wow. Nate, that you're yeah. Nate, why are you doing this? To me? <laughs> um, He's put you on the I'm spot. Here, Nate. Uh yeah seriously. Uh, I mean the only way I've seen it work is when you have the EN or the uh, EN or SP option where you I mean EN or ES option on the top and you can select do English or Spanish. I I'm not a WordPress expert so uh, sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now uh, you know you do um when you when you do Span- when you speak in Spanish on your videos um are you speaking kind of like Costa Rican Spanish or are you speaking kind of a universal because Having traveled a little bit, I've been in Costa Rica and I've been in Argentina and Uruguay. And I can tell you the way Spanish sounds and the idioms and things like that from the little I know it's 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 quite different. I mean, even within the Latin American market culturally and and linguistically, there's a lot of a lot of subtle variations and some even not so subtle variations you'd have to know. Right. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Yeah. I mean. I tend to speak like a Costa Rican because that's where I grew up. But I have been out of Costa Rica for very long. I grew up kind of all over in Europe and Latin America and the U.S. So I've picked up little things here and there of different different, um, variations in language, like different variations of Spanish. So mine's a bit of a hybrid. I mean, if I want to sound like someone from Mexico, I can probably try to do that. Um, If I want to sound from Colombia, I probably can do that. It might's a weird, I mean, you, you yeah, you, you would probably be, I always get that where are you from kind of thing. So, um, I definitely don't sound Argentinian, though, there's no way someone's <laughs> going to confuse me for Argentina. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. Chocolate Johnny says something about Spanish chocolates you need to market.
1: Them. Oh, oh Claudia, yeah, he,
0: Claudia, he, Claudia t-
1: he sources his chocolates from Venezuela, which is Venezuela, Ecuador, I mean, some of the places that produce the best chocolate, mm-hmm. including Costa Rica. And um, and we had some awesome questions, too, uh, that we didn't get to. In, yeah, uh, we
0: had a question from Live Video Camps that we started before. Let me but, see if I can yeah. go back. Um, oh, Jenny Q asks, do you see any other platform creating a Blab competitor specifically for broadcasters?
1: Um, I mean, Facebook is going to have something out, you know, eventually. Um, spaces is the only thing I, I want to play with and see if that's an option. So, right, right. um, and I see some comments here about Chrome having an option to translate. Translation is fantastic, but it won't work if you're trying to reach the Spanish speaking market, unless you adapt it, you've right. got to adapt it. If you only translate, you're doing a disservice. Um, you need to ad- adapt it. You know, it's not only translation, it's translation and adaptation. So
0: which of the live interactive platforms are best suited for brands? That was the the question for oh, the yeah. video campus.
1: Um, uh, this is the thing. This is my answer to that question. It is going to depend on where the brand has an audience. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've advised different brands. TNT Latin America, for example, was doing some Periscopes, and I said that's fantastic. But once Facebook Live comes out, I, well, once you guys you guys do Facebook Live because at that time they didn't have want to have it for pages. Um, you know, I said that's where you need to be because that's where you have millions and millions of fans. So now they're doing more Facebook Live, and that makes all the sense in the world if your audience is on periscope then in pro- on twitter then you probably make sense to do periscope so um and i see a, a rat race in some ways of folks jumping into brands trying to sna- ra- jump into snapchat right. and master that um so we'll see what happens i mean well and and i do count it like i say, I do count snapchat in that kind of live-ish video kind of realm because it is right. in some ways shape or form it's in EPN and there's it's ephemeral and Brian Fanzo
0: came up with a great term. He uses social video. And so that kind of fits into the social video. video We've had that
1: discussion. It's it's almost
0: live streaming, right? Because you're you're shooting it and then you're posting it. You're not... You're posting it it almost immediately. Snapchat calls it
1: live stories. Right, right.
0: (laughs) And are you active on Snapchat?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah? Kathy.Hackle. Kathy.Hackle. Follow me. Um, Kathy.Hackle.
0: And at Kathy Hackle on... Uh, pretty much everything else, right? Um, you <laughs> froze up for a second,
1: yeah. And Facebook, I am Kathy Hackle. <clears throat> sorry, I am Kathy Hackle. I also have a public figure page which is facebook.com/slash hackle And I will, um, I'll write this: biggest takeaways for marketers on Kohl's and Candace and Chewbacca mask. Great question. She's Jenny Jenny got too. so many um, good questions. She's, she should probably try and host a show, show or something.
0: In- She's so good at this
1: maybe she should try to host a show right the jenny Q show that'd be a great idea, wow. right so
0: you're good. you're good you should get into marketing
1: oh, damn. seriously right <laughs> I'm the so we're having a good time here ross it's, it's awesome <laughs> um biggest takeaways and i i drew inspiration from a friend of a friend's post um first of all you can buy a chewbacca mask but you can't buy happiness that was pure joy that lady was pure joy. That was not fake. That was real. And it's, yeah, she bought the mask, but that was just authentic and real. Right. So you can not buy it. You can buy the tobacco mask. You can buy joy. Um, second, for it to work in my video, you have to be authentic. And Nate, who's giving me props over here, he is who he is. He cusses and he does his thing, but he is who he is in live video. He's one, one of those examples of like, that. that's who he is. I mean, he's not going to change it and sanitize it because that's who he is. Period. So once again, this lady was completely herself. I mean, she didn't care. She didn't have to wear all this makeup. She was just in her (laughs) car, and she was super excited about a Chewbacca mask. And look at that, 100 million views. She laughed
2: just thinking about it. So that's one of (laughs) the
1: ones. I love it. I love it. I love it. And then, um, and then that sometimes virality is accidental. This was a pure luck, a a pure lucky accident. In the sense that um, she didn't get, as I understand it, at least, she wasn't paid by Kohl's to do this. It just happened. And sometimes that's what happens that makes it beautiful and magical. That it was just so authentic. It wasn't, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, Diet tea asking Scott Disick from the Kardashians to, <laughs> to put a post on Instagram that he later realized, oh, crap, what right, did right. I do? Um, it was authentic. You know, this was this lady just excited about her mask so yeah authenticity and just that organic beautiful thing um if if you go to my facebook page i i tweeted an interview uh, i posted an interview sorry of candace Payne at good morning america and when you listen to her beyond her laugh and everything what she did and what she's taking away from what's happening to her it was yeah. beautiful and i just said this lady is as real as it gets and people like her right. people like her just because but is, I, so. you can't
0: strategize that. I, I mean, there's it, that, your strategy strategies based on so. going viral. That's yeah. probably not a good way to to develop a business, right? <laughs>
1: no. no. But the smart thing is Cole mm-hmm. saw the opportunity and jumped on it and said, okay, what is a good thing we can do from a Goodwill perspective? What is a cool thing we can do? Well, show up at her house with all these masks for her kids because she doesn't want to share it. So, um, you know, so they were very smart in how a brand can show in some ways shape or form goodwill and say, Hey, we want to be part of the story. We are part of the story. We want to be a bigger part of the story. And obviously they're reaping the benefits. The mask is completely sold out. So
0: thank you so much, Kathy. This has been so much fun. Thanks to Claudia also for joining us uh, in the hot seat. And um, it's at Kathy Hackel on Twitter and on Instagram Mm -hmm. and give again your, your Snapchat. If you want people to follow you on Snapchat.
1: Yeah, I'm going to write it here. Snapchat is kathy.hackle. Um, and I had um, I did a little Snapchat story for my, cha- for my daughter's birth that, um, yeah, it was fantastic. I'm going to put it up, up on my Facebook. I'm going to put it up on my YouTube because I've gotten a lot of great comments on it. Um, it was just really raw. Like, not raw because I didn't show the birth. I did not want right. to do that. It was more, like, authentic and real. And it's, like, me saying I'm about to head into the OR and just... It was, just, it was, I don't know if so anyone watched it here, that, but, um, yeah. I had on Facebook.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah awesome. So anyway, well, thank you so much. Yeah, um, <laughs> Livestream stars. will be back, uh, on the 13th of June with chocolate, Johnny at 7. PM Eastern, uh, probably here on blab as long as blab is up and, and working. We'll be back here. If not, um, you can subscribe to my email list and I will let you know where we'll be, uh, broadcasting from. Uh, until then have a great couple of weeks, everybody, and then look forward to seeing you soon.